Hey, thank you to Helix for sponsoring this podcast. Adam has had his Helix mattress for almost a year now, and he's loving it. It's it's actually hard to get him up. In fact, he won't stop talking about it. You'll understand what we mean when he goes into detail. Thank you for the detail, Adam, later on the episode. But for now, we want to tell our listeners about a special deal going on. Our Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and... As if that's not enough, two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet, and I'll bet it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Coming to you live from the Ray Horseman Studio in North Hollywood, California, it's Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, your comedy field guide to life. On tonight's show, legendary magician, actor, and best-selling author Penn Gillette talks partnerships. He and Teller have been performing together for 40 years. Do they last because of a plan, or is it just magic? He's got expert advice on how to maintain the collaboration. Can Paula and I team up for 40 years, or will one of us be dead by the other's hand? And an update on the laugh-off. That distinctive laugh you hear in the Ray Horseman studio, does it belong to Bonnie Burns, a.k.a. Captain Crinkle, or producer Tony Anita Hull? Do you love it or hate it? We have the surprising result of our laugh-off poll. I'm Adam Felber, the man in the black tuxedo who juggles our show's topical chainsaws every week. And now, please welcome the woman who could be bound in a Houdini-like conversational straitjacket, manacled and chained to a topic, and still break free into irrelevance... Paula Poundstone. Thank you very much. Uh, welcome, Paula, and thank you to tonight's house band returning champion, bagpiper Aaron Shaw. Fantastic. Yeah, it's really terrific. Yeah, it picks up the the cultural part of the show. I like that. Right, and we want to set a, a more Tony thing than we have been lately. Yeah. I feel I- like my chair's a lot higher than yours today. I mean, you're big. You're a bigger person. No, no, no I'm. Yeah. I'm really yeah. looking down on you now. But then, if I'll I lower you, it, Pendulette gets here. One of the things we're doing on the show now is we are. Uh, we have sort of a cast system. Right. Um, the seating is according to the importance. Right. And so I'm way down here. Wow, you've demoted yourself because you know way I'm on every here. show. Yeah. Hey, um, you know, speaking of teeny voices, way down here. Were you surprised when Robert Mueller spoke? Uh, by his, I was almost positive. I was not that surprised. Because you'd sat around talking to him before. I you feel were very, like I've heard him speak You were before. very familiar with no, him. No, I'm not buddies say, with him. Say, Bob, say, yeah. Bob, you want to hand me that report? Can uh, yeah. I just go yeah. over that for you, Bob? Look, he sounded different on the microphone than he did in the sauna, but I really yeah. had, had never. Yeah, Bob, yeah. you want to tuck that towel a little tighter so there? What were you expecting? I was expecting him to sound like the silent movie star from Singing in the Rain. Which one? Yeah, the, yeah, the, the one that, you know. Oh, the, uh, the blonde. Yeah. Trump, if we thought he hadn't committed any crimes, we would have said it. I can't indict him. <laughs> wow, that was you. He might have lied a little bit. <laughs> but what's the big deal? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was not expecting that at all. Bill Barr, don't black me out. Bill Barr. <laughs> Wow, and, was, and why was, exactly did you that expect was, that? That uh, was Bob Mueller in a box. 
So that, that's what you would expect Bob Mueller would sound like in a box if Bob yeah, Mueller, in fact. That is what Bob Mueller sounds like. Bob, Bob Mueller. Bob Miller. I'm Bob, thinking Bob, of my neighbor. Oh, your my neighbor mistake. Bob Miller with the squeaky voice. Yeah. This is where this confusion yeah. comes from. Bob, you want to get this lawn? Thanks. Yeah. Bob Shut Mueller. up, Walla! <laughs> we don't think he's very honest. Or we would have said so. <laughs> but prosecuting him is Congress's job. <laughs> we can't lock him up. All right, let's move on. We want to, though. If there's any listeners left, Paula, We kind of um, want to. <laughs> We'd love to, but we can't. I understand you were mentioned in the Mediterranean Journal of Hematology and Infectious Diseases. This is this yes. is just coming over the wires. I received me. an alert via email that I was from something academia, something something. Right. Um, that I was mentioned earth? in the Mediterranean Journal of Hematology and Infectious Diseases. Now, uh, hematology is a topic near and dear to my heart. It's the study of blood. and um, Why is that near and dear to your heart? Because my dad was a hematologist. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, it's yeah. the truth. Yeah, you know what? It seems to me that you've said your dad were several other things. I had many dads. <laughs> yeah. And they all had a, a lot of jobs. Ago, a little while ago, he was an engineer, yeah, as I recall. He was. Yeah, Yeah, both a choo-choo uh-huh. and a designer. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, a, yeah, a designer, exactly. No in, yeah. no, in all seriousness, he uh-huh. was a hematologist. You told me one time he invented the wedding train the, from well, the did. The gown, the wedding yeah, gown he train. He invented the train, yeah. Yeah. I think this, okay, so your father was a hematologist. That's why he called it a right. train, because he was already an engineer. So could you, when you were a kid, could you be bleeding and your father would just get a cup? Yeah. No, but I'll tell you what, we were brought to the hospital at a very young age to find out what our blood types are. And because we were all trained to do a simple Mendelian chart, we were all like placing bets as to which ones we'd be. You were all trained to do a simple Mendelian chart? Is yeah. that what you said? Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. That's what I said. Yeah. Like now, you're going to take a moment no, and ridicule me no, here. No, that's and not I, true. I, I, it's going to hurt my feelings. No, it's just that you say it as if that's special. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah. You're right. That, I think everyone yeah, it's was like trained we were all at, trained at, to use a, at fork, a young right? age yeah. to yeah. do a simple I get you, Mendelian chart. Right. I remember coming home from school and saying to my mom, you know, do we have any cookies? And she would say, show me your simple the Mendelian, Mendelian chart. chart. Yeah. And, and of course, I would produce it instantly. Of course, because yeah. it's easy. Which is why I was a little porky when I was a kid. Right. Sure, you got your cookies because exactly, you did your Mendel. because of my Mendelian sure, chart. I have no sure. idea what that is. Now, why are you referenced in the hematology journal? Because of my degree. What's your degree in? Uh, hematology. What's the you matter You don't have that? a hematology degree. Your dad was in my class. He and was, by the way, not one of the lie. quicker kids. Yeah. Uh, no, so I have you no don't idea. Know. Honestly, I have no idea. Okay, so I that's, just got a thing saying I was mentioned uh, in the... That's the kind of seed that keeps it, podcasts yeah, alive. Yeah. We'll grow that over the episodes coming up. Yeah, we'll get a hold of this said, journal. Yeah. yeah, I think what it said, it talked about, you know, blood and blood typing and... Platelets. And, and then it said, boy, that Paula Poundstone's funny. I think that was... Wow. I was reviewed. It was... Just a breath of fresh air. Well, Somebody but, opened a window in the middle of a dry paper. Because, you know, um, journalism is a difficult thing right now. People don't read a lot of print anymore. Well, it's all fake. Um, so the Mediterranean Journal of Hematology and Infectious Diseases now has an entertainment section. That's interesting. And so... <laughs> so they just... Uh, so my show in St. Paul, Minnesota was reviewed. That's probably not it either. Yeah, No, yeah. it was. No, no. They well, said you, I lowered look, blood pressure. That's what they said. Right, and platelet counts rose or yeah. something. Yeah, they said... I don't remember much about platelets, to be honest with you. Wait a minute. But... But our guest who's coming up actually knows something about platelets. I'm not surprised. Believe it or not. I'm not surprised by that at all. I'd love to continue this uh, topic, Paula, but I've been distracted by the Sardinian long-eared bat that Anthony brought to the studio tonight. Is 
is that a bat that over there? That was a Sardinian. Oh my gosh! Bat. And for those of you who haven't been tuning in, it's funny. Last... I looked yeah. up in the corner up there, and I just thought it was like a big dust. No, ball, that's a but... Sardinian long-eared. Well, that bat. explains the long ears. Yeah, and the sardines. Uh... Um... <laughs> To see snacking. They're but so creepy. For those of you who are who are new to this podcast, a couple of weeks ago we had an animal expert on, and it made for great audio because he actually brought creatures. Yeah. But I guess Anthony Alfaro, our sound engineer, he's, he's just been he's been jealous. So yeah. he's been bringing from his own menagerie of creatures at his house. I don't know where he gets them. Yeah. Uh, that's a little. So keep your eyes on the L.A. Times, or you know, to see if they ever mention someone breaking into the. Yeah, because he, he's obviously these are illicit animals. Well, I don't think anybody has a Sardinian long-eared bat lying around. Yeah, yeah. No, but you want to drop some knowledge you know on what? our listeners? There about is this? no way to make a bat look not creepy. That is yeah. a creepy bat. It right is a there. creepy bat, and yeah. you know what? It's a new bat. Well, it's not new. Our knowledge of it is new. The Sardinian long-eared bat was first identified in two thousand and two. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh sure, you don't remember that. Seventeen years ago, I, I don't. Yeah. I, everybody remembers where they were in that fateful yeah. October morning in two thousand and two. Somebody said, "Say, isn't that a Sardinian long-eared bat over there?" Yeah. And so what we're doing here is recreating that day. Yeah, you just did. It was vivid. Yeah. Apparently, there are only three caves where it roosts, and uh, Ray Horseman Studios is now uh, a third in in uh, North Hollywood uh, on Miranda Street. Yeah. Uh, it has two features which distinguish this bat. Our listeners um, are not going to like this. It has the cylindrical penis. The cylindrical penis, yeah. As opposed to yeah. the hammer penis that's so popular in yeah. so many breeds. I'm not, I'm not quite clear as to why that is. Which explains the yowling in the middle of the night. Yeah. Woo! Hammer penis. That was yeah. my nickname in Boy, high school. Yeah, that was. Woo, that I was horizontal. Under that name. That's what a lot of women shout. Yep. Woo, horizontal. Unexpectedly horizontal. <laughs> So a cylindrical penis in males and the short Y-shaped penile bone. I didn't even know there was a bone. I guess that would bone. also be in males. That explains boner. I never knew why. There's not a penis bone, is there? Not in mine. You know, fuck! It just flew over. I, you know what? When it went over, I saw the penile bone. How was it? Uh, Y-shaped. Huh. <laughs> not, but, but the penis itself... Uh, cylindrical, very yeah. cylindrical. We I can, definitely oh, correctly identified that bat. But you know what? They have fangs like that. I don't like the fangs, yeah, and fangs I don't like disturbing. the guano. There's guano. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I got to say, I kind of, I kind of admire bats for that. Everybody for else's, what? everybody else's poops have pretty standard names: pies and. Yeah, that's right. Why does why do they get guano? I don't know. It sounds it, it sounds delicious. Yeah. You know, in, but yeah, it's no, not. It's gross. It's gross. Okay, so we have one more thing to do. In addition to setting to up seeing up close and personal the cylindrical penis of the Sardinian long-eared bat. Yeah. There are other benefits to doing this show. Oh, there are so many benefits. Move ahead in your reader, producing, listeners. Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. For example, I get to bed later on Tuesday nights. And just a few days ago, while I was waiting in line to get to the American Airlines ticket counter, an older gentleman pushed past me because he appeared to think I was taking too long to move forward. Okay. These are just some of the benefits of wow. producing Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. You really have the world at your feet. Honestly, still, I can't help thinking there must be more benefits to doing our show. So as you know, I've been taking some time on each show to improve my vocabulary. Right. I learn a new word each week. And this week's word is really two words. It's... Viva Vosi. Viva Vosi. Viva Vosi. It means by word of mouth or orally. Here, I'll use it in a sentence. Most Americans, sadly, including members of Congress, have not read the Mueller report. They are relying on what they hear. Viva Vosi. How close to 100% are you on that pronunciation? Pretty. Viva Vosi. Viva Vosi. (laughs) 
Because I look at that, and I, it feels more Italianate to me. It looks like Viva Voce. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fine if you're Italian. Okay. Don't tell me now your dad's Italian as well. He, Don't tell me he your was, dad. He was, a, in yeah. fact, prime minister of Italy back during <laughs> yeah, the old exactly. republic. Yeah. Um, in the dictionary, which I wish I could tell you the title of the dictionary that I looked it up in. Yeah. But um, I a used the one. thousand and one words that you can mispronounce? No. I, I used the dictionary that's in my carry-on bag, and I've had it in there for so long that the cover has worn off, as well as most of the words that begin with A. And so we have not uh, had an A word on this program. That's exactly why, because I wow. all my A's are gone. But Viva Vosi. Well, you look up the pronunciation, right? So I'm going to have to I go with you on this. I did look up the pronunciation. Okay. Yeah, Viva Vosi. Okay. There it is. And it means word of mouth. Means word of mouth, orally, word of mouth. Orally, now, word unfortunately, of mouth. I read it in print, but I, I can read the uh, pronunciation symbols. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I didn't hear it originally, Viva Vosi. You know what I can't read? Those newfangled pronunciation symbols. Like if you go to Wikipedia or any website that that, that subscribes to the new uh, phonetic pronunciation guides, like that's mysterious to me. I didn't know there was. It's arcane looking, and I've never really mastered it. I didn't even know it existed. Wow. Well, I learned about it viva voce. Just now. Yeah, never saw it myself. (laughs) Strictly viva voce. Coming up, legendary magician Penn Gillette advises us on partnerships and much, much more when we return on Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone is brought to you in part by Arm & Hammer Cloud Control Cat Litter. You know what I love? What? I love my cats. Everybody knows that. I love it when my cat Harrison. of them? I have 13 cats. And my cat Harrison fetches. You've got a cat named Harrison fetches. No, I have a cat named Harrison and he fetches. Oh. And I I throw the fake mouse down the hall for him. Sure. And then he picks it up in his mouth and runs it back. And you hear those little feet padding. And then he does it so many times that eventually yeah. he's carrying it. He's just like yeah. Yeah, yeah. You around, us, yeah. the, uh, around the mouth in his mouth. He has to breathe loudly. And uh, I love that. Yeah. That's not litter related at the moment. But no, I feel like you're, you're no, working around to thing. something here. My point is that I love Harrison. I love playing with Harrison. What I don't love is cleaning up Harrison's litter box. Uh, which is why Arm and Hammer created new cloud control litter. Which is why they created it. Yes, for me. For you and Harrison Fetches. That's exactly no, because everybody who has cats loves cats. Right. But I don't think. And what they don't love is that cloud of loves... nastiness that that erupts when you clean the cat litter. Exactly. Right. And the Arm and Hammer litter is one hundred percent dust free, free of heavy perfumes. Uh-huh. And by the way, if I'm using a litter with no heavy perfumes, you know what that means? You don't have... That means I have no perfume at all. Gotcha. Uh, and it helps reduce airborne dander from scooping. This is highly technical information that will be useful for Frankly, you. Frankly, I didn't even realize there was airborne dander, but I can see now because, you know, I've had a cough for a long time and it could be that. You haven't coughed once on this program. Is that the new Arm & Hammer... Yeah, because it's 100% Cloud dust control free. It's free of heavy perfumes and it reduces oh. airborne dander from scooping. I believe we did cover that. So what happens in the litter box stays in the litter box. Fantastic. New Cloud Control Cat Litter by Arm & Hammer. More power to you. Hey, 
Okay, Paula, it's been almost a year now since I got my Helix mattress. And as you remember, there was some drama surrounding Helix mattresses. Because oh, when oh my Helix gosh. first sponsored us, Bonnie took the mattress and yeah. she's been loving it. But finally, I got my chance to get a Helix mattress and I sleep so well. I mean, the family bed is where we all gather. We watch movies in, in our room occasionally and everybody just piles on it and it it's comfy. And yet when one person hops on, the other half of the mattress doesn't fly up. I'm a fan. Well, you know, Adam, everybody is unique and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. Models with memory foam layers to provide optimal pressure relief if you sleep on your side. Models with a more responsive foam to cradle your body for essential support in stomach and back sleeping positions plus enhanced cooling features to keep you from overheating at night. And if your spine needs some extra TLC, they got you. Every Helix mattress has a hybrid design combining individually wrapped steel coils in the base with premium foam layers on top. It is the perfect combination of comfort and support. I agree with that last bit. I don't get all the technical stuff about the mattress, but it is soft and supportive. Helix offers 20 unique mattresses, the award-winning Lux, which I got, and ultra-premium Elite Collections, the Helix Plus, a mattress designed for big and tall sleepers, and the Helix Kids mattress designed for growing bodies and endorsed by child sleep experts, and my daughter now wants one. So, how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You go to their website, take the Helix Sleep Quiz, and you find your perfect mattress batch in under two minutes you know when you said you can't follow all the technical stuff it's really not that technical you know uh no matter what way you sleep they have a mattress that will support and comfort you how hard is that uh, you know when you say it that way it seems a lot simpler i take it back that's my boner <laughs> and your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge and helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home that's why they offer a hundred night trial and a 10 to 15 year warranty to try out your new helix mattress well i like that there's a warranty but they can pry that mattress with my cold dead hands i took the sleep quiz i was matched with the helix midnight lux i got the lux and I love it. It is such an upgrade from my old mattress. You know, I think Bonnie got the Midnight Lux. She did. Too. Yeah. You're not here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to take Adam's word for it? Well, you got Bonnie's word. Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Your Sleepy Time Pal Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. That's a lot, and it's already not that expensive a mattress. Go to helixsleep.com slash Paula. That's helixsleep.com slash Paula. This is their best offer yet. It's fantastic. It won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Well, not right now. And if you're going to get it anyway, use our code. Hey, Paula. You know, every once in a while, we get a new advertiser that I get super excited about. And I have to say, just because of the circumstances of my life right now, I'm really excited about our new advertiser, Quince of Quince.com, the clothing provider. Not to be mistaken for Quince from Midsummer Night's Dream. And let me just say this, and maybe it's not important to an advertisement, but when I was in the fourth grade, our 
class put on a production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. Okay. And I played I played Peter Quince. There. There's the connection. One of the mechanicals. That's a great connection. Also, yes, has nothing to do with this, which is that um, Quince is an online clothing store. And as you know, Paula, I've, uh, I've lost a little weight lately. Oh, right. 75 pounds. Yeah. So I literally have no clothes that are in my size until I just ordered some stuff at Quince. And I figured like, here's a chance for me to create a new look for myself. A whole new image. And how's it going? Not bad. I mean, the clothes are fantastic. I know that you ordered some too. What I got is I got the Comfort Stretch Traveler five pocket pants. And I got the, um, oh, it's so, and I got the 100% European linen shirt and it looks breezy and it fits beautifully. These are like premium pieces of clothing that are selling for like, you know, $30 a piece or starting at $30 at quince.com. It's awesome. I look good. I ordered the brushed lounge jogger and you know i put them on when i came back from new york i pulled them on and i i swear to you okay this is not scientific because i was tired already right but they were so soft (laughs) and and so comfortable that honestly like right as i got them up to my waist i i I think my eyes closed they're so it's a softness it's a kind of softness that I don't think I've ever experienced in a garment, honestly. You know, my uh, drawstring European linen trousers are a little bit like that too. Like so comfortable that I just want to hang out with myself. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're European. Keep that in mind. Uh, oh, European. they are so European. And you can get those kinds. Of, you can get washable silk tops. You can get uh, 14 karat gold jewelry and like all these accessories. Quince sells a lineup of timeless pieces that keep their customers looking effortlessly chic year after year. I'm not certain that I look chic, but certainly if I did, it's not going to take a lot of effort. I now look chic and I feel pretty great. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabric. It's all good as far as I can see. Is it my imagination or do they cut out the middleman? They cut out the middleman, Paula Poundstone. I love it when they cut out the middleman. That's the thing, they cut out the middleman. That's fantastic. <laughs> so be like me and Paula. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash nobody for free shipping on your order and a 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash nobody to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Nobody. And honestly, I look fantastic. Paula, you won't be able to keep your hands off me. Oh, I can't wait. And don't (laughs) think that if you had to return something, don't think you're sending it to a middleman because they cut out the middleman. They cut out the middleman. That's quince.com slash nobody. And if you're going to do it anyway. Use our code. All right, we're back. Paula, you and I have had this podcast partnership for what now? About a year? Year and a half. Okay, year and a half. And we had that other little podcast before that. Right. Uh, um, so we're wondering how we can sustain our collaboration over, who knows, decades maybe. Is there, is there is we want to sustain it over decades? That's the premise we're going to go with for right. the premise so, yeah, of this show. Yeah. So it's great to have with us someone who has maintained a creative partnership for over 40 years. Whoa. He's a magician, an author, an actor, and co-host of the podcast Penn Sunday School. The new season of his show Fool Us just premiered on Monday, June 17th, which is my sister's birthday. He has a video game coming out next week. And there is also a Penn & Teller masterclass that was just released that you can get on your internets if you want them. Whoa. He's done it all. Please welcome Penn Gillette. You might might not have heard me over there because I said it's Soto Vosi, but uh, I am O positive. 
Is You're my O blood positive? Oh. I said it's Soto Vosi. Oh. So you I'm, might not have heard. I am AB positive. You are? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, anybody got and, blood, they and, can give it to me. Right? And you can tell me right here, uh, you can see I just gave platelets uh, just on Monday. Oh, I Look used to it. give platelets. I'm a platelet donator. I've also given granulocytes. Granulocytes. Yeah. Now, I'm not familiar with the granulocytes. That's when you're at dinner and someone says, pass the salt. <laughs> granulocytes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You always yeah, pass the granulocytes at the really, same time. Yeah, and you give right. them the pepper I was, as well. Uh, I was working very hard on a, on a television program, and I was very, very tired. And um, they called me up because I had, for a while, I had baby blood. Okay. Which uh, means I didn't have that virus that everybody has. So I could donate to infants. And uh, I also... Uh, have I'm a very good blood donor, and I'm also big, so they can get a lot out of me. Right, and they called me up, and I was I'd, I was going to be working till 4 a.m. shooting, mm-hmm. and they said they wanted me in at 8 a.m. to do the special donation of mm-hmm. granulocytes. Well, you just lay there, don't you? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but your granulocytes so you, do all the work. You could sleep through it. Uh, and, no, and, and I should, no, you I can't. Should point out that you you, are. Can, you you can't sleep through it. Why? At least you couldn't at that time because oh. during the return and so on, if you can't give them certain warning signals, you can die. Oh. So they want you awake. So I said to them, "Well, I'm, I'm getting out really, really late, and I probably can't do it tomorrow." And they said, "Oh." And I said, what was that tone of voice? And it turns out that for this particular thing, uh, they had to strap me down for uh, like five hours in order to get like this much stuff. That He's they making a, a, a very small He's, he's signaling a gesture. small amount, and like the, the size of a long bat their, penis. They had there an um, a, uh, ambulance and two people there with coolers who were taking it Already, out of me. Already, so it was, you needed that quick. And at quick. that time, uh, I was dating a pediatrician who said, don't get too excited. If they're rushing granulocytes that quick over there, that child's dead already. So, wow. Uh, wow. But I was not so willing to, long... just if you wonder the kind of guy I am, I, I was w- not willing to say, I need my sleep. Fuck your infant. I wasn't willing to say that. Wow, good yeah. for you. Whoa, That's boy. the kind of guy. And they, they've they, said different about quite a man. Me. Plus, um, most, most I mammals know how have long a bone in their penis. you went out with Miss Positive. <laughs> it was not long. Yeah. It was not yeah. Long. How much longer after that, I think? Yeah. Uh, actually, would be the question. Well, she was willing to say, which I thought was very good, I was not able to donate because I'd taken aspirin, but not because it would ruin the granulocytes, but because it was dangerous to me. And she was willing to say, she was willing to call our sexual relationship, he'll be under doctor's care for two days, so you can take all this out of him and I'll be watching over him. Wow. She, she was well, very, let's, let's like, like any, what you want out of a good doctor is out of a really good doctor, you want someone who lacks empathy. You want someone who is who just oh, yeah. straight yeah. about it. Yeah. I you like know. a doctor who just says, yeah, sit yes. over there, we're cutting your leg off. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. want that. Yeah. Because fuck you. We were I talk- like it when they say fuck you a, a doctor, lot. Yeah. A doctor who has too much empathy is going to be less good. You want a sociopath as a doctor. We were yeah. talking just like a yeah. couple of weeks ago we on this very program president, about the- um, We want one as a doctor. Right. Uh, well, let's turn to a more successful partnership inch. in your life. Tell, tell her. Oh, you, you, you're going to segue into that no matter what. And I wanted to tell you that most mammals do have bones in their penises, and humans are unusual. How many mammal penises have you inspected to know I, that they have bones in them? I That's have, absurd. I have two at my home. Two what? I have a raccoon uh, penis bone. And I have a shrew penis bone. Well, that's two out of thousands of mammals. Because you have a a raccoon and a penis. You mentioned bats and people. Yeah. 
I mentioned the bat. Do you see the bat I over there the in the bat. corner? Uh, you, yes, I see the bat. I'm not just mentioning the bat. I'm yes, ducking I didn't from say the bat. just mentioning the bat. Yeah. I said mention the bat. I did. I mentioned the bat. I didn't say just mention the bat. I said mention the bat. Look at the bat. 44 years, goddammit. 44 years. No, I'm bored with that. I want to tell. Let's talk penises. Also, I tried really hard to be a phlebotomist. Uh, and this was a dream that was crushed. Wow. Uh, I, they were willing to bend the rules. This is the you just weirdest, baited and switched This is the right weirdest there. interview about a 40-year working relationship 44. we've ever done. Because every so often he slips in blood again. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm very interested in this. I give, uh, I give platelets as off, you know, very often. Oh, but- At least once a month and I try to do more. I and should probably give platelets. I'm a big guy. It's really fun. Yeah. It's the only chance I've got to be able to read and... Pay attention to stuff. I, I, you know what? I used to go watch movies yeah, when yeah, I would give yeah. platelets. It's really good. It's and really they good. bring you. They say, "What do you want?" And you, now did, you, you gave did platelets, platelets right? I, yeah, many times. Yeah, you didn't do the. You didn't do just the fifteen minutes. I don't believe in the fifteen no, minute I, blood you do, donation. You do the two hours. You know stuff. what I would do sometimes? Sometimes you do I would four just days. Open a vein at home in my shower into a bucket and then drive it by a hospital. Heaven Hospital. Heaven. Hospital. Another visual that. joke yeah, you that you people f- are going to love when we publish these pictures. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 44 years. So how do you ha- what's the secret besides the fact that clearly it helps that he doesn't talk? Uh, not trying to be friends is a big important So you don't try to decision. be friends? No. It's we, very much like your relationship with your doctor. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I, I so believe, you just have a fractious relationship I believe, with I everyone believe, that you I get believe on that, with. I believe that empathy is heavily overrated. Yeah. We have to think about, you know, uh, effective altruism and not just things in our immediate vicinity. But Teller and I, uh, we got together not with any sort of cuddly affection. You yeah. know, some friends, you just meet them and you want to be around them. Yeah. Uh, this would be more of, even though it was before that time, it'd be more of an email relationship. I mean, we respected each other. I thought I could do better stuff with Teller than I could do alone. Uh-huh. We wanted to work together. It was very, very businesslike. Right. Yeah. But, uh, and over the years, of course, he, he is, I mean, my daughter insists. I call him my BFF, or she gets very upset. Right. Uh-huh. So it's not uh-huh. like if he fell down a well today, you'd be like, ah, need a new partner. So there'd be a little bit of dancing, and then it would be, oh, I need a new partner. So would, have you guys written letters at any time, and do they usually begin with to whom it may concern? <laughs> concern yeah. Yeah. Whoever was on distance. stage. We also don't look at each other on stage much. You know, it, they could replace Teller, and I wouldn't know it. Um, yeah, I hardly. Now let me ask you. No, how how did you get? Did you guys? Did you guys meet at like a magic school, he, or did he, you no, just cut met, open a box one day and he was in there? We met in Nam. We met in Nam. He was he a met, gunner. Yeah. You did not. No, we didn't. Wouldn't that be better? Yeah, yeah it would be. Yeah. Because uh, uh, now whatever you say is going to suck. Yeah. But how'd you meet? Not, not, not interesting. I bought a stereo from mutual friend. Our age difference used to be great, and now we're the same age as far as we can tell. That happened. It was so seven. Wait, you bought it was a stereo seven years from different. a friend, and I, he was in the stereo. He was in the stereo. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that guy can get in anything. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. And that's uh, when you first realized he had, he, Shit, he, I he can was, make it look like he was teaching high school <laughs> the whole time I was in high school. That's our age. He difference. was teaching high school the whole time you were in high school, yeah. but nobody knew because he was in a little box in the corner. He wasn't in a box. <laughs> Sounded a lot like Robert Mueller. Yeah, he yeah. was just in a little Which, box. Who was called by his friends. get out of this box. <laughs> Bobby Three Sticks is what his friends call him. Who? That's what Mueller. Mueller's friends call him Bobby Three Sticks. Bobby Three Sticks. Now, why do you know about hematology and about the name that Mueller's friends call him? And Those are the only two things penises. I know. No, that's <laughs> three, three things. things. I know. Yeah. Three things I know. Oh, you know more than that. Um, so uh, Teller and I met th- through a mutual friend, and he was already a tenured high school teacher. And after being, you know, hitchhiking around and being homeless for a while, I convinced him to quit 
is Job Effort to Ringling Brothers Barn and Bailey Greatest Show on Earth Clown College. And we teamed up and we really. Wait a minute. Back up, back up. That's How did mo- the Clown College come into it? It's just something I did. Wait. So wait. No, I missed something. Okay. So you convinced. Why shape penis? Was, who was hitchhiking no, and who was homeless? Uh, me. But Teller uh-huh. was a tenured high school teacher teaching yeah. Latin in Trenton, New Jersey. Uh huh. Which is horrible. Boy, you are hell bent on making I know, it I know seem Trenton. like Teller is really old. I am. Yeah, I'm noticing that. Teller is 71, and I am 64. Yeah. So those there's so the. You're right. The age difference is almost nothing now. Yeah, nothing. But he was a very young teacher, or you were a very old student. Well, he was. No tw- one knew he was 25 age. There's a little box in the corner. That box looks like it was made yesterday. Yeah. So I mean, I, there's no trying to make him look old. It's just, just that's the age he is. Wow. Uh huh. And whether yeah. that's old and you're or young. You're saying it with no judgment. Oh, there's judgment on everything yeah. I say about Teller, but right. I'm, I'm just saying that those are the facts. <laughs> but you know, you don't try to be friends. You use the word try. Do you do stuff well, together? You know, after after 44 years, uh, he he is. The, you know, when my when my children were born, he was he was the first to meet them after the medical staff and so on. Okay. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. Uh, when my when our parents died, you know why? Because he was a little them, box in the corner yeah. of the delivery room. <laughs> Call me Bobby Three Six. Call me Bobby Three Six. I can't see. What's the gender? <laughs> Is there a bone in that penis? <laughs> it's Y-shaped. Congratulations. And, you know, when our parents died, uh, uh, we, we we were the ones we went to. And any sort of serious thing, uh-huh. when he had when he had his, his back surgery, you know, I was there from go under. But I as far as hanging out, your fault. going to a you movie. You keep putting him in things. I, well, actually, yes. Yeah, And you were probably like on pins and needles about the back surgery. I was. Like, tell her, are you still going to be able to be upside down <laughs> in the water tank? Tell her. <laughs> yeah, well, that yeah. was. He got barely probably, opened his eyes. That's probably why he had back surgery. Yeah, uh, well, no, I would no, think. I, I had... I had back surgery that resulted don't, from performances. I, don't fucking tell me you hung upside down in a water tank. No, I carried somebody over my head. Um, ran across the stage with her, and uh, my back gave up. Next thing you know. Yep. Oh, boy. She How was been, she? Was she okay after? She was fine. I put her that. down gently. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. You said you're a little overweight. No, yeah. <laughs> humiliatingly, humiliatingly enough for me, she was not overweight okay. at all. She weighed about 105 pounds. Oh, yeah. But yeah. She's, then well, how did I you put it on gently? What, what, how did you insult her in a gentle way? <laughs> I was like, well, you still could lose five. Yeah. 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 It was that last five that killed me. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. why I'm in the hospital. Good, good thinking. To hell with you, Debbie. So I think, you know, that um, most, uh, many artistic partnerships start with affection and love. I mean, certainly... Okay. Take Sonny and Cher. Lennon, Lennon, Lennon and McCartney were certainly in love. Uh, yeah. Gilbert and Sullivan were certainly in love. Martin and Lewis, ridiculously in love. Yeah. Were they? When, when, yes. I mean... Because uh, in the end, they, were, they weren't they were so nice well, to that each was, other. That was where I was going. Oh. Oh, and, I'm sorry. And, and when that kind of um, cuddly affection goes south, oh. it's really, really unpleasant. It, oh, Whereas yeah. if you are business partners, uh-huh. and Teller is a perfect business partner, never late for a meeting, never mistake on stage, uh-huh. always polite, everything's perfect. Can't Every, tell the difference like between a minus and a plus? Uh, that helps. He, right? he seems to think so. And uh, so with that kind of business-like thing, you do much better. I mean, you don't necessarily want Keith Moon, who might be a great drummer in your band, to come over and drive his car into your swimming pool, but you want to be with him on stage. Uh, but Teller and I are both rather um, tight ass and careful about things. Okay, uh-huh. so does it help? So it's, you oh, have very like similar that. skill sets in some ways, not complementary. Um, well, in terms of in terms of how we interact with one another, yes. In terms of what we're able to do, when you're with someone for forty four years professionally and you start young, 
all your skills that that other person has completely atrophy. I can't do anything Teller can do. Uh Even if, you know, in an alternate reality, I would be able to do that. Uh Yeah. Um, well, you know, Adam and I, because yeah. that's why we're asking. Is oh, of course, you know, of course. This, it is this. about us. Yeah. Of course. Uh, so, we, uh, you know, I am kind of country mouse, and Adam is batshit crazy. I, I didn't know you were going to finish that word. Is that going to get in our way, do you think? <laughs> he doesn't like Sound of Music. Oh, me neither, particularly. Okay, but the question well, is—that's not what really. No, that's does, not good. Yeah, that's so a, next thing you know, it's the Adam. It, it's it's Penn Pen and Felver um, in Vegas. So, uh, Adam, are you going to be able to hang upside down? Um, I can't see. <laughs> does Teller like Sound of Music? Uh, not particularly. Neither one of us are to- mu- musical people. Not much music on musicals. You don't like musicals. Not much. No. Okay. It's no. Uh, I kind I I like Assassins by Sondheim a That's lot. That's a good show. A lot. I like Assassins. I'm not familiar with it. I it's like about Assassins, assassins. Uh-huh. and Book of Mormon is okay. Yeah, I like that. Huh. But uh, and Hamilton was all right when I first. You know, saw it. I, I like think Hamilton. you could because especially because of your interest in hematology. Um, there's every possibility. Would you would like to introduce me as a phlebotomist? The, the entertainment page for the Mediterranean Journal of Hematology and Infectious Diseases because they are branching out now, trying to get more readers. But on top of that, having, but on top of that, yeah, I also think right. you're really funny. So I know I would be on their editorial staff. Oh, boy, oh, yeah. I'm very flattered. That could, Thank that could you. be your work there. Thank you very much. We'll have to check out now the journal. Now it could be Penn and Paula. So are you guys supportive of each other uh, in not, everything you do? Not particularly. Okay. Our, our way of writing. You've had a guy. Oh, you, in terms of writing. is it, it, in, terms of, in terms of writing, we tend to try to cut down ideas as, as brutally as we can, as quickly as we can, because right. we've gone down too many blind alleys that take a lot of time. Uh-huh. So we bring an idea to one another and it's everything bad possible. And if you get through that, then it's full, full steam ahead work on that. And when you're we working- We have Bonnie Burns for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Captain yeah, Crinkle Captain over Crinkle. there. Yeah. Um, so there was never a time when Teller would suggest something and you would try to sort of creep around that you didn't like it? Oh no! I start. I start with disliking it, uh-huh. and then he has to and really sell it to me. And then he has to like me. argue for yeah. it. Yeah, like some, you sort have of, to pitch some each sort other. of Harvard and we, and law we also, class. This is another thing that's really important. We never ever compromise. There's uh-huh. no compromise done. You either do it or you don't. If if you have an idea and I have an idea and there's a place in the middle, we go to another idea that's neither of ours. I think compromise is a very bad idea. And the other thing that's really bad is apologizing. We never apologize. No matter how egregious the error, we never apologize. I always think that apologizing uh-huh. is an excuse to argue more. You know, I snapped at you the other day, but it's because you've been a dick for the past week. That's what apologies well, mostly are. If you are. apologize no, in that not manner, an apology. Yeah. That, okay. No, exactly. Yeah. So, but we don't, that could so, be part of your problem there. But yeah. just, you have not mastered the apology. We don't. It doesn't sound like you're good at I it believe, at all. I believe. Yeah. I believe. You know, the I've, apology I've has to come it. from a place of really feeling bad right, about right. what you've done. But you cannot. So you cannot explain it. You were talking about the rubber. Stamp kind of apology. Right. We like, don't you know, do any of that. Like I don't be do, rude if don't you were do an the asshole. sincere apologies. Yeah, you, you don't, don't do sincere apologies. Nothing. So yeah. what happens when you screw one of the other guys over? You just don't say anything well, about it. Usually, it's better to just first of all tell and I have astonishingly bad memories. Okay. Uh, oh, Glenn has to remind right. us so, who, we, who we dislike. Oh well, that's helpful. We don't remember. So we, does Glenn ever come to you and say, "Remember how fucking pissed you were at Teller?" No. And he does come to me and say, "You know that magic magazine that you said you'd do the cover for? We hate them." We go, "Okay, never mind. Then we won't do it." Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he, he he can hold a grudge, can't you, Glenn? <laughs> he, just made, he made a sign that indicates that yes, he can. Uh, uh, Glenn, being uh, he, he's your manager. 
Yeah. yeah. Is your Bonnie yeah. Burton? You know what's that? weird? No, 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 You know what's weird is, uh, so uh, Penn Gillette has a manager named Glenn, and Glenn has been sitting in a chair in our studio and haven't heard a fucking sound Not, out of him. He's been completely silent. Yeah, whereas my manager, Little yeah. Miss, uh, from uh, who recently won Little Miss ADD, uh, over on the other side of the room, crinkling away. Oh, she's laughing yeah. like crazy. Yeah, yeah. she's Glenn, laughing. She's. You've got a polite smile. That's yeah. the best you're going to get. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Glenn, do you apologize? Glenn he says, says he, he does. does. Okay. Yeah. That's why you're not in the business. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's not Penn and Teller and Glenn. I apologize right. to Glenn, don't I? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Just not to Teller. Yeah. All right. Well, we here's So a- even when like Teller's down the bottom of the water tank and you've cut something that was a mistake and he's 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 starting to take in water, you don't say sorry, when, Teller. When the mistake is that egregious, there'll be no one to apologize to. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, maybe at the eulogy. Yeah. God, yeah, damn, right. I was out of line with that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I have a little personality test here that Ken Lezebnik says, a relationship test that he's okay. scared of. And why don't I ask Wait, us Ken all these- Ken didn't write the relationship test. No, he found test. it. He found it online. He found it, and, it's how, and, and it, it rates how suited you are to your partner. Okay. So why don't you answer for uh, you know your relationship with Teller, and okay. I'll re- me to Paula and Paula to me, okay. and I'll keep score over here. Let's okay. okay. You get one point for each yes. Do you respect and trust your partner? Yes. I would say Yes. Yes. <laughs> Are your skills complementary to your partner? Yes. Uh, skills. <laughs> I'm stuck uh, on the word skills. Assume that what you do is a skill. <laughs> yeah, that's tough to say. I'm going to say uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, sure. Uh, okay. All right. And Pen-, Pen was a lot more um, forthright there. Can you communicate effectively with each other? Uh, yes. Okay, that was less yeah. definitive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, yeah. Com- he communicates by not apologizing yeah. and by being brutally honest. Right. Uh, can I communicate effectively with you? I can't understand a word you're saying. Adam! What? Adam! Who's that? Adam! Look out for the bat! Oh, Jesus. I'm going to say we all have yeses here. All right, let's move on to number four. Do you agree on how to use money? Oh, yes. yes. That's, that's the strongest Fantastic. One. Me and Adam agree to pay for things. <laughs> right. Right. We, there's no, there's no using doing. money. Yeah. 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 Just, a lot of people will just put it up on the wall. We agree it's going out the door. Exactly. Or, that's, or that's put it in the Cuisinart. Blow their we noses. are against that. Yes, indeed. Do you agree on the exit strategy or end game of the business that you are in? Uh, dying. I mean, that's the only end game there is. Wow. We, we will die in office. Okay, die uh, in office. That's so, fantastic. So the answer there is yes. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's a unique it's kind of yes. There is no there is no retirement plan whatsoever. It's, wow. a, it's a Dick Sean. It's a yeah, Dick, Sean Dick Sean show Sean, business Sean, career. Yeah. Or Stone the Crow, if you want another one. Stone the Crow died on stage. Also, there's two soul guys that did. The story of Dick Sean, I've heard this. I know a lot uh, about it. I've heard this uh, Vita Vosi. Uh, I, I learned this. I learned Vita this. Voce. I learned this. Uh, I, th- I think it's uh, Voce. Vita Voce, um, which is that he was on stage. I think in San Diego, maybe it was UC San Diego. I even. dropped my frozen waffle in the desert. You know what I had? San Diego. Go on. Yeah. I'm, Go ahead. I'm, I'm, he I'm, went for the packaged frozen waffle. The uh, the ego. Oh yeah, oh boy. Okay. Uh, all right. So he was on stage. I'm surprised you gave that to us I for our say, podcast. Let me just say, Penn is, uh, Teller is a goddamn Generous. saint. That's the key. 
You've been talking about how oh, you have these principles that you work by, and that that none of that's true. That's it's also, just the teller is a goddamn saint. He is, he is a goddamn saint. Yeah, yeah. I think I understand things a lot better. Um, he probably was there when your kid was born, just to try to step in. <laughs> yeah, just, it was an intervention, just to get the kid off on a good start. Uh, all right, so uh, we're, we're, Dick all right, Sean. We've, now we're going to digress Sean, back to Dick Sean, which is I, a digression from the quiz. No, it's an important because I referenced it. Okay, and so I think his I son was to, in the light booth and it was during a thing where he said um he said uh his son was the like the stage manager yeah, for the the light, night, and he, he said to booth. him dick sean said to his son that night, he said i'm gonna do something kind of different at the end of the I don't show think tonight. that's really part of the show oh okay Sorry. well then tell him you he, tell me but dick sean was rather improvisational and would do different stuff yeah and he said um uh imagine it's the end of the world and you're all gone and he just slumped down and it took a very long time, like some say 45 seconds or a minute, for his son to say, this is not part of my dad's act. And he ran down through the audience. Well, you know, wow. I was at the Tiny Im- Tim died on stage singing Tiptoe Through the Tulips. I didn't well, what know else that. would he have been singing? I was at the Improv. Well, he it- could have been singing Good Ship Lollipop. Go ahead. Good for I was you. at the Improv in Hollywood the night, and Dick Sean used to hang out there. Mm-hmm. So I was there the night that he died, and we got a phone call at the Improv, and the way it worked back then was, you know, there was a phone, somebody answered it, and then they sort of shouted to everybody what came in over the phone. And so, you know, Dick Sean died on stage, and I got to tell you, I mean, we're saddened by the loss of Dick Sean, but every comic in the room was like, Wow! You know, I think everybody felt like, yeah. and how you know, cool uh, to die doing the thing that you love doing. And you know, uh, Albert Brooks's and um, and Bob Einstein's father, Parker uh, Carcass, Carcass. He died during a friar's roast. He finished his hunk, sat down, turned to the person next to him and said, "Was I funny?" They said yes. He put his head down and died. Wow! So I'm Thank saying goodness. right now, he good time for you to check you. out right here. All right, yeah, maybe maybe Get this one is more it for me. joke. Die. I'm pretty close to it. Um, so. <laughs> Paula, do we have an exit strategy? Is it dying together? Uh, do we t- have an exit strategy uh, for the end game of our business? Well, we are in business with uh, Maximum Fun. Right. Uh, we have uh, agreed to do three years Right, of, and you, you uh, say that like it's the most painful contract in show business history. Well, no, um, <laughs> but I wouldn't call it an exit strategy. Right. Uh, it's, the, a you le- know, the, it's a let's see where we are after three years. Yeah. So yeah. we don't have an exit strategy. No, I don't think that we okay, do. Okay, I don't think we do either. Number six. Does your spouse or significant other like your partner? Yes. Uh, yes. I'm going to say yes as well. At least on one side of that, but I won't go into that. Oh, oh, what? Well, how about um, uh, uh, Miss Miss Negative? What did she like? <laughs> did she like tell her the pediatrician? Uh, who said the baby's dead? Don't bother. We're done that here. One? Okay, we're not, we're not gonna. You you said yes. Yeah, I'm gonna I will give you say, a yes for okay, that. Okay, the the reason that I am single is because no matter who I've been with, uh, cannot get them to accept Adam. No. Okay, that's not true. But I'm gonna accept that as your answer is a no. Um, okay, and and finally. Is there an imbalance in effort or contribution between partners? No. Whoa. No, not for you. Not no, for you guys. Not even no. Yeah, he's not even breathing half the time. <laughs> How much effort can he be making? He's in a ball in a box. He's in a tank. He's. Uh, I don't feel like there's an imbalance in effort on this on this show. That's because you don't know everything I do. I don't. <laughs> Are you doing less than I thought? <laughs> no, I think we. Uh, no, I think we, it's, we a, it's a beautiful partnership. That okay, way. so so now we have a score of five for Paula, seven for Penn, and six for me. Okay, so neither of us, none of us got zero to two. That's, let's face it, you're not compatible with your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, 
three to five, which is where Paula is. It will be hard to make it work, Paula, with your partner. Divorce. Wait, no, no I'm sorry. it says seek counseling. Uh, no, seek counseling to make it work. That's seek right. counseling to make yeah. it work. So you need what? counseling. Me, I'm at six right next to Penn. So you are made for each other. Mm. So my answers were not the same as yours, which should be a red flag. Yeah, it is yeah. a red flag. Yeah. If you do seek counseling, yeah. don't have it with me. I was going to ask you, what are you doing Tuesday nights? A little bit of advice. We needed a counselor without empathy. Yeah. So yeah. If, you, if you're available. Uh, I would not go to a counselor for all the tea in China. You wouldn't? How much tea is there in China? I have no idea. I was idea. listening to Tupelo Honey by uh, uh, Van, Morrison. Van Morrison, and he said, if you took all the tea in China, put it in a big bag. How big is that bag? That's got to be a big bag. Yeah. 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 I mean, I would imagine the amount of tea fluctuates from time to time. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. not enough that it would make a difference in that volume. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. You would need a very big bag. We're going to have a 5% We're gonna variation. We're going to put tariffs on that anyways. That. Right. We're going to put tariffs on that bag. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah. Because tariffs turn out to be the, the cure tea. for everything. Yeah. I didn't know it, but then, you know, over this last month, I've learned that. So right now, I'm... um. I'm treating my plantar fasciitis with uh, with tariffs. Tariffs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the threat of tariffs. Yeah. Yeah, the threat. The yeah. threat first. Big difference. My foot doesn't seem to be listening, so there, there will be real tariffs. Oh, well, that's part of the threat. It's the only yeah. thing. The actually delivering the threat. You have to bring it. I don't think you do. Really? I don't think you do. I'm going to make that foot understand me. Well, it's the, it's the only thing that's keeping Melania and Trump together right now. You think the threat so? of tariffs. <laughs> <laughs> In a way, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, thank you, Penn, for thank collaborating you. with us on the issue of collaboration. Paula, given what knowledge Pendula just dropped on us, what advice can you give our listeners about making partnerships last? Aaron Shaw, could I have a little bit of uh, house band background music for what I've learned about the building blocks of keeping a long business partnership? Keep it a business relationship and not a friendship. Give opinions about ideas brutally, don't mince words, and never apologize. Well, Adam. Yeah. I'm sorry, but you are my friend, which is why I'm going to tell you that that bat is hanging from a wire right over your head, and, and that's not dip on that chip. I'm not sure letting Anthony bring some animals into the studio was such a good idea, do you? We'll be lucky if we make it another month. Ben Gillette's book, Presto, How I Made It Over a Hundred. Ben, Ben. Bonnie. Ben's book, Presto, How I Made Over a Hundred Pounds Disappear, is available on Amazon. I wonder Amazon. if you keep a long relationship if you interrupt a lot. I Probably not. Yeah. There's one. Yeah. Anyway, you can find his podcast, Probably Penn Sunday School. Probably ruins the whole relationship. It if sure makes things difficult. member of the team that Wherever just you find podcasts, butting in. And at PennSundaySchool.com. Does Penn have a book? <laughs> Penn, thanks for being on our show. Thank you, Penn. Coming up next, the results of the laugh-off. Who gets the last laugh, Captain Crinkle or Tony Anita Hull? That's coming up right after this. The Cat of the Week is Dipstick from Hedgesville, West Virginia. Thank you, house band Aaron Shaw. Wow, he is he is piping tonight. He's, he's hot on those he's pipes. He's piping hot. Yeah. Pipe down, Bonnie. 
Please continue. What is, what is she's talking about? Something. Yeah. Maybe she's talking about about what's going on on Billions with Tony Anita Hall. But whatever it is, she's she's right yeah. behind your back, gabbing. Yeah. You know, um, I forgot to ask Penn if they use balloon animals in their show. Yeah. Well, um, if they do, they don't need help from you because you don't make balloon animals. I do make balloon animals. You know. Uh, in fact, right now, Adam, I'm making a balloon sculpture, a balloon sculpture of uh, of the... Uh, it looks like a bat penis. It's not a bat penis, and you can tell because it's not Y-shaped. But the cylindrical part um, is all there. Yeah. I'm making a balloon sculpture of you with the bat right over your head. Oh, okay. That's a little upsetting because I thought it was behind, uh, you know, over near It Ken. was in the corner for a little yeah. while, and then it came right over your all head right. for a little bit. All right, all right. Um, and that is not... Dip on that chip. Still looks like a bat penis. I know, but are, are you knitting, Bonnie? What the <laughs> fuck? What is that? What's she doing hand? over there? It's, it's, oh, she's trying to get some gum. She's like, I'm trying to get some gum out. <laughs> oh, she's getting gum? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. like double foil wrapped. How's that balloon animal coming? It's got, the balloon animal is coming good. Yeah? I'm going to do one of Bonnie chewing gum. Well, well it's making enough noise. It's a <laughs> Oh, Bonnie, oh, Bonnie was, wants us to know it's a breath mint. Nobody breath asked, Bonnie! <laughs> God damn it. This yeah, because really now our listeners on. know that it wasn't gum, it was a breath mint. <laughs> Thank you, Bonnie, for clearing that up. Otherwise, the Facebook page is just full of people saying, was Bonnie opening a breath mint or, yeah. or a gum? Uh, yeah, so now that's been yeah. resolved. Yeah. Thank God. Well, there's a lot of people who can't even go to Bonnie. work. Yeah. Let's uh, remind our audience about the, the laugh-off poll that we did. Yeah. Okay, so... People have heard two distinct laughs here in the Ray Horseman studio, and they have reactions to it. One of the laughs sounds like this. <laughs> and the other laugh sounds like this. <laughs> so some listeners wrote in, and they have been writing in on reviews for a while, that they hated hearing the laughs, and others love them. Yeah. So we conducted a highly scientific poll on Facebook. What kind of an asshole doesn't like hearing laughs? Uh, yeah, there were a lot of people who thought it was a laugh track. There were a lot of people who thought the yeah, laugh really. was grating. I, I, you know, I've, I remember reading, uh, like on Twitter or something, somebody thinking it was a laugh track. Really? Yeah. We would have a laugh track of two laughs? Yeah, that would be the worst laugh track ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah that but, would but not people be. Thought, but there were, it's been controversial, so we put it out there on Facebook, and we gave them instructions. We put the two laughs out there and said, click the heart if you find the laugh endearing or... To click the angry face if the laugh makes you less than happy. And the reason we put it on Facebook is because we want to know what Vladimir Putin thinks. Exactly. And we want him to know that we're onto him, too. Yeah, exactly. But in any case, we wanted to know, like, whose laugh is it that's annoying people and whose laugh is it that's delighting people? What's is making it Tony Vlad or mad? Bonnie? Oh, yeah. Is it Tony or Bonnie? Yeah, yeah, it's really about Tony and Bonnie. So now the shocking results of our poll. May I ask for a bagpipe fanfare, Aaron Shaw? Thank you. Okay, so the results are in. People like the laughs, like the laughs rather than dislike the laughs by a three to one margin. Oh, there you go. But and that's for both laughs. It was startlingly mathematically consistent. However, more people were moved to vote for and against Tony's laugh than Bonnie's. So to hear that, this laugh was Tony Anita Hall. <laughs> right, that's Tony, and apparently that was that provoked stronger reactions both positively and negatively. Uh -huh. And this is the is the other laugh. This is Bonnie Burns' laugh. You know what I notice is when Bonnie Burns' laugh plays, the bat kind of closes its eyes a little bit. It, and they, and it, it looks it like he's gnashing to, his teeth. Yeah, it seems yeah. to be gripping that wire a little bit more tightly. Yeah, yeah. so that, that, that could be something. That's a data point. So if you want the, the raw data, because a lot of people voted, Tony's, Tony's laugh got 231 loves, 60 thumbs ups, and 72 hates. 
Um, Bonnie got 158 loves, 65 thumbs up, and 54 hates. Well, there it is. There it is. But, you know, overwhelmingly, though, clearly we were getting not the right impression from the people who were actually writing in and saying the laugh annoyed them. Because by two to one, by three to one, people like the laughing. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And the people who don't like the laughing, really, honestly. Yeah. What's the matter with you? What? Yeah. I love the sound of laughing. Go listen to All Things Considered. That's a good show when nobody laughs. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Then Ken Burns did a show about World War II, didn't he? Free of laughs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and watch, a Civil or, War documentary. Yeah, or you could rewatch uh, the uh, television coverage of the D-Day thing. The right. D-Day, 75th anniversary of D-Day. There won't be any laughs. They don't hate the laugh in Panama. We're the number 13 podcast there. That is truly amazing, and that's true. We are 13 in, on the comedy list or just uh, in general, on the comedy list? On the comedy list. Yeah, so there's serious podcasts. There could be serious ones that are ahead of us. Yeah, but- there's, a, there's one, uh, Characters at the Canal. Yeah. That's one. Characters of the Canal? Serious. Yes, it's a very, very serious. serious. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where's um, Comedy at the Canal? Yeah. That's a guy that we might. There's one uh, that's really more just erotic, Carnal Knowledge at the Canal. <laughs> canal Knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Carnal Knowledge. Carnal Canal. Carnal Canal Knowledge. Canal, Carnal Knowledge. Yeah, we don't know a lot about Panama, but we, and we also we have no idea. What do you mean we don't no know about idea. Panama? Speak Why? for yourself. What do you know about Panama? There's a canal. Also, um, in uh, Arsenic and Old Lace, the nephew of the older aunts, um, used to go to the basement uh, digging graves, but he thought he was digging the Panama Canal. I remember that. That's okay, a, that's, well, that's about, something you know about that's Panama. That's something I know about Panama. I can tell you... I'm practically uh, an expert on Panama. Well, I can tell you that uh, one of the longer and more coherent uh, palindromes that you might hear in the English language is a man, a plan, a canal, Panama. Backwards, that's the same as it is forward, spelling-wise. It's a palindrome. Yeah. Yeah, palindromes do nothing for you, I can Not see. really. I, uh, I, you know, Bob. I enjoy Bob. Bob's a good one. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's about all I know about that, except for also uh, Pan Am Airlines. Um, right, which, which has is, nothing uh, to do with Panama. Panama not spoke correctly. Not at all. Um, I can tell you what else I know about Panama. What else do you know about it Panama? It's 2,158 miles as the crow flies between Panama City and the Shakey's in St. Louis. Shakey's Pizza. Shakey's Pizza. Take a left at the Shakey's Pizza and you're in Panama? Yeah, after 2,158 miles. As the crow miles. flies. But if you're driving, it's 3,585 miles. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, it's true. It'll take you about 73 hours if you drive. Oh, you did realize that because yeah. you're so fast. Because well, then you come mo- to the canal, and that's where it slows you down. There's a little bit of canal there's, traffic. There's always traffic at the canal because there's only yeah. a few bridges. I'm told. Well, also a lot or of locks. podcasts are taped over at the canal. You know, when you're stuck in rush hour traffic trying to get over the canal, I guess you're opting to listen to nobody listens to Paul Poundstone. But here's what I really want to say about that. Yeah. Why don't you, if you're out there in Panama, mm-hmm. and you're listening to this podcast, why don't you write into us at nobody listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail.com. And let us know what it is about our podcast that appeals to your Panamanian sense of humor. Yeah. And you know what? If you're in any country that's not the United States of America, we urge you to do the same. We were big in Moldova recently. You know what, though? We have no way of knowing. If somebody writes in, we don't really know. This could be like the thing where people when on the dating websites put up pictures of themselves that don't look like that. Oh, you're right. Right. Wait, so I can people fix could that. lie and I say they're that. from different countries. I got to fix for that. Yeah. Please don't lie. Oh, uh, man, see, see you are so good with I people. inoculated us, Paula. Yeah, yeah, I wish you'd talk to Trump. Yeah. Um, did, did you know that Panama hats are actually made in Ecuador? Really? Some of them. 
Wow. Where are Ecuadorian hats made? Panama. Ah. They have a deal. They have a deal. Yeah, um, they made a great deal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we were going to have a thing where in the U.S. we made uh, hats for Panama, and, right. then the, and then they began to threaten tariffs. Oh. Um, End of story with that one. Yeah. Tariffs work for everything. Remember in Gone with the Wind when Scarlett O'Hara picks up the dirt and says, uh, you know, this is the red dirt of tariffs? Tara. What? Tara. <laughs> oh, was it Tara? It was Tara. That was uh, her, her home. Oh, uh, boy, that is not the same at all. Tariffs was a message you took from it, huh? Yeah. Uh, well, interesting. Yeah. So are you going to Panama soon? I'm not going to Panama, but I'll tell you where I am going to be. I'm going to be in Hyannis, Massachusetts on August 16th. That's on the Cape Cod it is. At the Cape Cod Melody Tent. And I'm in Nashville, Tennessee on September 20th at the Tennessee Performing Arts Center. We'll be right back after this extraordinarily important message. On this day in unremarkable history, Gandhi said, Oh boy, if I wasn't a pacifist. I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. And we host One Bad Mother, a comedy podcast about parenting. Whether you are a parent or just know kids exist in the world, join us each week as we honestly share what it's like to be a parent. These are really hard questions. They are really hard questions. I don't have any answers for that. I don't either. Sack of garbage. No. of the show will just be five minutes of Biz and Teresa crying and screaming until the outro is played. So join us each week as we judge less, laugh more, and remind you that you are doing a great job. Find us on MaximumFun.org, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to make ends meet in a hip town, the kind with great coffee, lots of dog parks, you're going to need a side hustle. In Brooklyn, maybe you drive rideshare. In Fairhaven, it's more like... Well, it's more like slaying psychic beasts with your custom-balanced throwing knives. Hey, are you from Hunter? Uh, I guess so. Hold on, I have to ask you some stuff. Are you hurt? No. Do you feel yourself developing strange powers? I mean, I saw a ghost once. Uh, Okay, I'm going to put down no. Okay. So, you're having some sort of monster issue. Oh, um, it's like a pod, I guess? Um, here it is. Is is that what you call it? Like a a pod? Yeah, pod works. Oh, it's opening! Morgan leaps back and positions the metal spear she's been carrying on her back. She points it towards the bug, which swipes the spear away just as an electrical bolt fires from the tip. It hits the gate to a petting zoo, and a bunch of baby goats come streaming out. Can we just take a moment to appreciate how cute this is? It's great. I hope someone's filming it. Oh my god, I just love baby goats. Bubble, the sci-fi comedy from MaximumFun.org. Just open your podcast app and search for Bubble. Welcome back, all you nobodies. Uh, we want to thank tonight's sponsor again, Arm & Hammer Litter. Arm & Hammer Litter. Remember when I used to show up and my eyebrows were all dusty from sifting litter? Arm & Hammer doesn't cause that. My eyebrows are still kind of Manafort, but there's no dust They're Manafortian. They're yeah. a little Manafort. They kind of flip yeah, up Yeah, they're a little Manafortian. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But no, there's no dust on you. 
No, dust on me. Beyond cat litter, Paula, and this is a part of the show I kind of love and dread. Do you have any message for the fans who might be listening to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone? You know, I do, Adam. Oh, interesting. As you know, this podcast has brought meaning to the lives of up to three people. Well, easily two, two people, and that's enough to make us want to keep doing it. The problem is that the only way we'll be allowed to continue to make Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone is to grow our listenership. And the best way to do that is for listeners to spread the word. Here we are at graduation season, or just after graduation season, and and although it may be too late for this year because people book their speakers a long time ahead of time, I'd like to offer a simple, simple monologue to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone listeners who are next year's commencement speakers. So you're offering something that, that, that somebody might say to a graduating class. Precisely. Yeah. Simple, simple monologue. Yes. I, I see what you've done there. It's not a dialogue. No. All no. right. Uh, so here it is. So uh, we're, we're imagining Pomp and Circumstance right. playing in the background. I wonder if Pomp and Sta- Circumstance... A- Aaron, do you know Pomp and Circumstance? Sadly, no. I don't think that's really a bagpipe tune. What are you kidding? Um, <laughs> all right, here we go. That might be distracting for the listener. Maybe for that. All, right. all right, here we go. Uh, all right, so here's the simple, simple monologue for next year's commencement speakers. Listener, parents, teachers, administrators, students, friends, thank you for coming. And now I address the graduating class of 2020. You are about to embark on a new journey into a world that is fucked up. You needn't face it alone, however. I stand before you, a nobody listens to Paula Poundstone listener. And you can be one, too. It's an almost indescribable comedy podcast. The laughter lifts you up and eases your burdens. As you go forward in pursuit of your career goals, keep in mind, you're not likely to get hired if you're not a nobody listens to Paula Poundstone listener. What? Do you want to live with your parents forever? Do you? If you take one thing away from what I've said here today, let it be this. Don't mention Thomas Coyne to Nate. He's sick of that joke. He said so on Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone's Facebook page. Congratulations, class of 2020. All right. Um, that's, that's, that's moving. Yeah. I don't think, thank, thank you, audience. I don't think many of our listeners who are going to be the valedictorian and thus, or I guess salutatorian. No, it's not the valedictorian. This is, a, this is the commencement speaker. This Doesn't, would be like, you know, Hillary Clinton. Oh, or, okay. You know, like people. The featured this is, speaker. There's they, a time of year where they get booked. Yeah, they get booked. You know, every, you right. know they get. Why they would they spend up. their time when they're supposed to be advising a class promoting our podcast? Well, it's not promoting the podcast. It certainly it, is. Okay, well, it does that, but that's a byproduct. The truth is, this is an important message yeah. um, for young people, people moving into the world as adults for their first time. Um, that One of the things about this show is that the laughter lifts you up and it eases your burdens. Uh, wow. Uh, I, I, I'm going to say this. Besides which, you know, people don't hire people who don't listen to Nobody Listens to Paul. Well, Tom's that's completely stuff. untrue. But I, I want to point out one other thing. It's not untrue. It's, it's, it's entirely 100% untrue. Um, I want to point out one other thing, which is that I think this is the first time in our simple sample dialogues or monologues, where you might have actually net lost us some listeners. What do you mean I've lost us? I think us you listeners. lost us exactly one listener and gained us none. And the reason I, I think, think that's so, true. I may have thinned the herd. Well, well thinning the herd. Yeah. I'm saying that there's going to be not a single commencement speaker is going to do this. And plus, also, 
you take a pot shot at that at that guy Nate again for no reason. <laughs> no, now Nate not. wrote in once no, and said I that he not. that he, he was tired of 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 the Thomas Coyne joke, and you took a pot shot at him no, at the end. Nate wrote in uh, to our Facebook page and yeah. he said that he was that we had beaten the Thomas Coyne joke thing to death to death. Yeah. And, uh, and you felt like you were going to one of our once concerns th- about Thomas Coyne. Is that he's been beaten to uh, death. Is that he's been beaten to death. So uh, Utterly possible. So I'm just, this is a good thing for the graduating right. class of 2020 to know is that as they move forward, sure. don't even mention Thomas Coyne to Nate because he is. Uh, wow. Yeah. He's got a, yeah. He just goes off. Yeah. Well, uh, he and, did once. Yeah. Yeah. On the Facebook page. Sure did. Of Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone. Well, you know, I'm going to. Thank you for changing up the format. That's what I'm going to do, Paula, and I'm yeah. going to congratulate our Doesn't graduating mean we'll class. All, you know, we'll go back to simple, simple dialogue. Oh, we will, you know this, what? I have one in mind. This just cried out. I have one in mind that do I would you? like to do. Yeah, oh, I do. Great. Yeah, so maybe next, next week next or the week episode? after. Yeah. Uh-huh. Would that be okay with you if I took over the simple, sample dialogue for one week? I, for, for, for one week, I think. Yeah, Although just, just, you, <laughs> you have not really understood the concept Oh, I think I really time. get it now, and I'd really like to do one. No, I don't think you've really understood Oh, I get the whole one listener at a time thing we're doing here. It's not one listener at a time, as I show but with this one. Uh-huh. It's that every listener is valuable. Yeah, I think I get that. Yeah. Uh, I would love it if you'd give me that opportunity. Yeah. You know anyway, what? that bat is like right on the back of your shirt. I'm getting used to him now. Yeah. Yeah. You have a Batman t-shirt on. Maybe I, that's I do, why he's hovering around you. That's probably what it is. Oh, that doesn't explain his direction, though. Okay, there's a changing of the guard tonight, listeners. The familiar face of our security head, Jonah Knuckles Glickman, He's been replaced by our original muscle, Ben the Animal Lezebnik. Oh, boy. Yeah, did you notice that? I, I, well, yeah, I noticed that Ben was here and, yeah, well, that, and well, that Jonah wasn't. Back in the fall, no uh, Lezebnik took on a nine-month Coro Fellowship. And what does that stand for? It stands for Clobber, Overpower, Ram, and Obliterate. It's an intensive program <laughs> that apprentices the fellow in a half dozen martial arts. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, Hapkido, Chonkakdo, Krav Maga, knife fighting, and sumo wrestling. So Ben graduated from this intensive thing. Oh, and, wow. You know, we so need he's help here to here protect us here yeah, on Miranda yeah, yeah. Street. And, and last night, he apparently, I'm just being told this right now, uh, challenged Knuckles Glickman to a mano-a-mano showdown on Miranda Street. <laughs> and the sound of Marshall bagpipes, coincidentally, our houseman tonight, cut through the North Hollywood night. These two gladiators, Glickman and Lezebnik, their oiled and chiseled biceps bursting through their ripped wrestling tunics. Face down in the gritty streetlight, nunchucks flashed through the night as Glickman hurled himself into the fray. The street echoed with the sounds of combat, eye gouges, throat punches, axe stomps, body blows, and the ring of brass knuckles reverberating against the walls of the Ray Horseman studio. Abandoned toilets were hurled. Scattered mattresses provided scant cover. The battle raged for hours, but when dawn arose, there was just one man standing. It was Lezeb. Wow, what an event. Yeah. So he's earned the right to provide our guests with the assurance of safety as they move from Ray Horseman Studio to their vehicles. And tonight, that was Penn Jillette. Penn Jillette, you have certified muscle for your journey. Oh, well, Penn left. Penn Jillette was about four or five times bigger than Ben. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Something I think important to make note of. Yeah. And uh, yeah, had he been in that show, and let's be, let's face it, Jonah Knuckles Glickman, now that he's not here, and so our listeners yeah, can't, even, uh, uh, yeah, smaller than Penn, that. Penn was six or seven times, yeah, uh, yeah, Jonah yeah. Glickman. Yeah, he, he um, uh, yeah. Jonah was like 110 pounds soaking wet. I gotta say, um, Penn saw the dead baby opossum outside and it freaked him out. And after that, he was just, he was clinging to Ben Lezebnik. Yes, because. <laughs> 
begging for protection. Hiding behind him. Yeah. Yeah. Don't um, let me out there in a Hollywood night without you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Something like that rang out from the street. Yeah. So anyway, that's our way of saying a welcome back, Big Bad Ben. Big Bad Ben. Nice to have you here, Ben. Please put down your brass knuckles. Nobody's remember our email address again. We've told you a couple times. Why don't you just write it down this time? Pull over. Uh, nobody listens to Paula Poundstone at gmail.com. And you can find me and Adam on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All right. That's our show. Get this bat out of my face. All yeah. right. Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone. You know, that bat has fleas, too. Keep that in mind. Does a bat. Really? Yeah. Bats have fleas. Jesus. Yeah. That's even worse than having a bat. I'm not naming each flea, but. Um, yeah, I don't know if Anthony should be allowed to bring the We're going to need to have a little talk with Mr. Alfalero. Let's talk to Anthony. All right, there's our show. Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone is hosted by Paula Poundstone and yours truly, Adam the Felb. Produced by Paula Poundstone, Adam Felber, Bonnie Burns, Ken Lezebnik, and Tony Anita Hull. Technical direction by Ray Horseman and mixing by zoologist Anthony Alfaro. (laughs) Special thanks to tonight's house band, Aaron Shaw on them bagpipes. And thanks again to our guest, Penn Gillette. Muscle, once again, provided by the victorious Ben Lezebnik. Transcription services for the show provided by Transcribe Me. For your special Paula Poundstone discount, use code Paula Poundstone when placing your order at transcribeme.com. Don't you think it would be the right thing to do to drag Jonah Glickman into the studio? <laughs> he was left out there on a mattress, and oh, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> there was a mattress? I mean, he did do a good job for us during for, the time that he was working for yeah, us, and now we've just left him out there on a mattress, as lying f- lying facing uh, the dead baby possum. Yeah. But you know what? It's, it's like Ben said as he, as he, as he ripped out uh, Jonah's throat. There can be only one. Yeah. There can be only one. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, anyways, well, on that note, that's our show for tonight. Won't somebody please listen to me? You know, let's take this moment to remember Jonah Knuckles Glickman. <laughs> Seemed like such a nice guy. An unlikely muscle. Yeah, well, he often wore a suit, and that's what the criminals weren't. That's what kept him, yeah. you know, off guard a little They're bit. Like, yeah. Yeah. I want to mess with this guy, but... Yeah, exactly. That carnation is throwing me off. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I think they always had the feeling that he could go toe-to-toe with them in white-collar crime. Right. And a lot of these people want to graduate up to white-collar crime. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to see him again on my way up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah. It just doesn't seem right to leave him out there, though. All right. We'll drag him in afterwards, okay? Yeah. Let's leave the possum outside. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.